0: All right, man, you ready? remind you, mind, I am. you ready to do this this thing that we call a thang? Let me get a sip of water real quick. You can you can sip while we're talking. Though. Oh thank you. It's, it's quite all right.
1: All right, here we go. I'm ready.
0: All right. Today we have a fantastic guest, long overdue guest. <laughs> john Osborne. how many times have i said hey i need to get you on the show probably like three times
1: multiple times and it's always been in the back of my head like i need to i need to do this i need to do this like i've said i i'm an avid listener so yeah. it's a little surreal so you're gonna let oh, me uh, get used right. to it for a little while <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll give, so i'll give you this weird this weird little thing that i didn't like so You know, I got I got out of the business. You know, at the turn of the turn of the millennia. You know, so when I got the comic industry, and you know, and comic conventions were like my love. You know, I love shows, and I went to shows on and off over the years, but I wasn't sitting at a table. I was Mm -hmm. just guy walking around, seeing friends, saying hi. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I went to Heroes Con last month, and I walk and I walk around, and I'm seeing all my friends. But then I see people who I've been staring at on a screen, you know, over the course of the last three years. Mm -hmm. And then I'm starting to hear people like yell out my name because
1: it's me.
0: And I look over and I'm like, oh, you from the show or someone's like, oh, I've seen you on on that show. And I'm like, oh, this is very strange because it's like it's going back to what it was back in, you know, comic books. But no one knows who you are drawing a comic book. So
1: if you're lucky, they might know your name and they're going to mispronounce it. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> poor bit Bill cabbage. <Sienkiewicz>. I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean the, the the man gifted with nearly all the talent oh, yeah. cursed the name that his fandom just could never
1: He needed a show name big time.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then again, you know like nobody s- took the URL. Like he like he knew he clearly he knew the internet was going to be happening and he's like, "Nope, I'm not going to change it cuz There's
1: zero competition out there for that. Zero
0: competition, <laughs> for his name. yeah. Uh, so, uh and on the paper, the guys just the guys went school. So, um so John, I appreciate you you hanging in there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man. Yeah, and it's you know and it's interesting cuz like I I guess we I found you through Bradley little mm-hmm. John oh yeah um, the the mad scientist that Bradley is
1: yeah um, I, I I the I, entity the the I machine
0: cherish, <laughs> yeah, I cherish all my con- my contact with him. He is enlightening, encouraging um, and just so cool about everything he does
1: He's this like bright, bright spot in this void yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is that is comic book making
0: yeah and he's just and he's he's great and uh I I you know we all like sit in wait in anticipation for his magamopus um
1: I keep I keep getting a hold of him like I mean can I get a peek
0: just let me see what you let me see what you done. Yeah. and he's
1: like Mm-mm, no yeah. i'm gonna make a wait
0: <laughs> all right he, yeah he holds his cards close
1: yeah um, I respect that
0: yeah, yeah, totally. So like, yeah, and I think I think it wasn't I mean, it was probably right after I had met met him and talked with him that he was like, Oh, you need to talk to john. I was like, Oh, okay. And I, and I, you know, did the ubiquitous cyber stalking as yeah, as he does. and I was like, Oh, this guy's pretty good. And then like, I mean, no joke, man, it really feels like you've leveled up in the last year. Like, thank and, you. And I don't know, like, if you feel that, but that was just one of those things. I'm like, dude's like, he's kind of crushing it like this is interesting
1: thank you i I can't appreciate that so much man um it's been just being like in the house at all times and being able to just focus on it and uh devote all my time to it you know it was always something that i spent time every day doing um but got to a point uh, especially in the past few years where nothing felt the same like playing a video game at the end of it, it, didn't feel the same as completing something or mm-hmm. you know making a new story. It's just nothing compared to it. So, yeah. in a weird way, and kind of a silver lining way, uh, the pandemic allowed for time to hone. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, for sure. I, I you know, I'm listening. You know, I was thinking while you were talking. I was like, that's like there has to be so many people who really just took that leap. And, oh yeah. You know, like I'm gonna try the thing um that i've been just poking around with and you know and and if that like if you were fortunate enough and gutsy enough to say hey it's i don't know how long this is going to last let me let me try to take advantage of the time i'm I'm afforded like i think it was a great opportunity to get that time and to you know you know get your proficiency levels up walk closer to whatever level of mastery you think you have Mm -hmm. or could attain um and it, it's it's a blessing. I mean, and I understand that there's a lot of emotional anxiety that came along with it. So I oh, yeah. if you didn't do that. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you well, the
1: whole process is just filled with anxiety. I think like yeah. that's like a key component to it, or something. Like <laughs> you gotta <Yeah>. have
0: it. <laughs> it it's, I mean, I think it's a pretty common thread with 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 you know with creative you know people is mm-hmm. there's this you know like I guess it's like you know that that fighting term of you know bridging the gap. You know. Yeah was like, it's like, okay, like I'm at a safe distance, that arm can't hit me. But the only way that I'm gonna get to that guy is to put make myself vulnerable. And exactly. so, and, and that's a really, you know, nerve wracking experience. And that's the creative process when it comes to stopping it be this thing that you do in the corner on your own mm-hmm. do it with other people or for other people.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It, when it takes on that kind of broader spectrum It just enhances everything for
0: sure. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, (laughs) enhances. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. enhance.
0: (laughs) That's a very positive way of saying. Makes it way scarier. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's no, it and it's nuts. And like I think there's like you know, um, you know, there's people who get some external support in that regard, like whether it's peers saying you got to do it. You got to do it. Or it's a, or it's a, uh, a loved one who is like, I'm going to, I'm going to hold your hand and walk okay. you through this thing. I mean, there, it, it's great. Um, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of different ways to do it, but it doesn't matter how you do it. It's just a matter of like going, okay, I'm going to, I have to get this, get this done and out there. And it's, it it's, it's not. And I think, I think that the weird thing is like, I, for, for you know, many, many years, my whole attitude was like, whatever I do, whatever I do is it's just a product and it's no big deal, it's not art. Like that was like my my point of view about it. So drawing comic books was not this thing where I was afraid of because it was just like, I'm making a product and that product's gonna be this sort of piece of ephemera that comes Mm -hmm. and goes. And then being a designer, it was the same thing, but being a writer of like writing books, for some reason that has become much more of a sense of art than it has sort of productized.
1: It's the it's kind of the piece that doesn't get the attention, especially I mean, as a kid, I didn't pay any attention to who was writing anything. It was all about the art. And I was I mean, at the earliest ages, I couldn't even read them. It was all about the art. Um, But yeah, you hit a certain point where you read something that that like resonates. And then you're like, who was that? Who who just did that to me? And then you look and you're like, oh, Alan Moore. Okay, I'm going to go see what else he made and then it opens up this like way more possibilities, way more.
0: And I wonder, you know, I wonder about like with with I I you know I I don't know if it's in broad generalization, but like with writers like I think that they they are focused on the story, even young people who, you know, are focused on writing, they focus on the the you know, the written word and what the story is. But I think comic book Sort of artists, when they engage comic books, they sort of get they get a double shot of comics because they really are like, I'll be frank. I don't think I read most of the comic books that I had as a kid. I looked at the pictures yeah. over, over and over again. Absolutely. Then, but then I was able to go back and then, like you said, read it mm-hmm. and then go, oh, like there's even more than just this amazing visual that's telling the story.
1: Absolutely. There's so much just going on behind it. Uh and then and then you know when you get to the point where you're drawing them, you see it from a whole new perspective of constructing it from that like framework first. It's really it's interesting. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's it's uh so what now where did you where did you grow up?
1: Kansas, Wichita, Kansas.
0: Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. which is that's one of the cooler names for a a, a town.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh I uh I guess, and uh, you know, initially I was raised in you know the suburbs of uh, Wichita, but for the past fifteen twenty years, been living in Wichita. But uh, uh, yeah, it's a really cool art scene here. Music and art is uh, surprisingly really popular here, and man, people love their comics here. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Kansas doesn't get enough attention for, I mean, any of the uh, local conventions, Air Capital Comic Con. Yeah. Um, uh you know any of the any of the local ones they're always pretty packed and then you start to recognize people and i'll be eager to get back to it but yeah kansans love their comics (laughs)
0: that's that's really good it's shout out to kansas you know whoop whoop yeah
1: yeah (laughs) that's
0: that's freaking awesome so was it i mean was it just you and the like you and your parents or what was the family sort of layout
1: uh my dad worked at a, a oil refinery and my mom um she was either stay at home or she had a uh, different job she would take. Um, but my sister and I were kind of, I guess, a little, always artsy. Okay. For some reason, that's what they said. Uh, my sister kind of pursued acting and I went the art route and um, I just never, I used, my parents say I started drawing at two years old, never stopped
2: oh.
1: man soon. And I, when I saw when, when my parents rented Batman, 89, you know, mm-hmm. I'd been born like two years prior to that. Changed my life. I'm sure. Changed my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, it's, um. Do you, do you know how old you were when you saw it? I think it had
1: to have been months after its VHS release, which I would guess famously took a while. Okay. I, especially back then, I guess it took a long time for movies to finally make it to a, a VHS to rent. Um, So I was probably, uh, I was born in 87, so two, two and a half, probably.
0: Okay. All right. So really young. Wow. I have
1: visceral memories, visceral memories of running around just from the pure adrenaline, running around the coffee table at full speed to the intro of that movie. And I have to stop myself from doing it now.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was, uh, I was a bit older than two and a half, um, or however old w- w- I was, but man, that it really was quite the, uh, the excitement. I mean, the, the, um, it was one of the first movies that I really remember, um, a huge line for, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I don't remember a huge line for star Wars. Um, really? You know, yeah, I, my, my dad would just drop me off. Um, uh-huh. Side of the oh, yeah, yeah. side of the theater, and this was like, it's funny. And where the theater that I saw Star Wars is was right, sort of, kind of below where Bill and studio was. Um, but not, I think at the time it was a studio because it was nice, cool, nineteen seventy-seven. But um, it was just kind of funny. I'm like, oh, that's like where he, that's where he works. I remember hallowed
1: was, ground, I
0: know, like, <laughs> yeah, double hallowed, right? He yeah, and Bill. Um, and it was like one of those things that like where he just dropped me off and so I don't really remember there being much of a line I was nine years old so or Mm -hmm. how old I was um but you know but and I just and I don't really recall any of the movies maybe Jedi but I but like none of the movies going through the 80s I really felt I had this sort of like big sort of opening night kind of Mm -hmm. vibe and I remember going to start to see Batman like with my girlfriend and Mm -hmm. it was just this like huge thing like it was yeah. just huge um yeah and
1: it, i i didn't know it was i'd always heard like it was a big release mm-hmm. i didn't know the phenom that it was when it released it was like they said titanic you know times 10 The it was ever the bat symbol was everywhere
0: yeah. apparently like, yeah it was it was a pretty big deal and I, and at the time i remember that um following that movie mtv did a big promo about giving uh away the batmobile to somebody you know, like a big oh big, really stakes thing or whatever it was and you know that was just like mind-blowing that like someone could get that thing you
1: know i'd like to know what they actually got you know like was it just a prop you know one that didn't move or was yeah. it one of those that uh what do they call it like the hero car right do close-ups on and stuff i doubt yeah
0: I, I i yeah who knows? <laughs> Maybe, maybe the industry wasn't savvy enough at the time to realize, like, just get the prop away versus like, yeah, here's the one with the V8 in it and you drive yeah. it. Oh, man. Um, yeah. You Make that mistake once. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's, I mean, like, it's interesting that the, those, those sort of points and sort of our, our lives or whatever the thing is that sort of like kind of kicks our head open and, you know, makes you go, whoa, there's more, there's a bigger thing or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's pretty cool. So I guess that you, you attribute that movie with sort of putting sort of superheroes and the idea of that comic book world into your. One hundred percent.
1: It gets I think sole uh, responsibility because I saw the movie and I became obsessed. Uh, and then my parents were like, "Well, there are things called comics," mm-hmm. and man, he's been in a lot of them. So they get me a you know a few of them and that's when it started wow. and then after that you know i you know i just focused on batman for yeah. years didn't even look at anything else nope at the time where i was living no comics comic book stores really close or anything so uh it was what you could find at the store at the end of those yeah. miles. and uh man neil adams batman that's what it was and it was uh man the batmobile i can still remember i can't remember the exact whole page but i remember there was one panel that had his batmobile just tearing down the road and i can still see it yeah i, I wish i could i need to figure out what issue that was but
0: yeah i remember like i thought one of the great things about um neil adams's batman was it was his batmobile because he kind of made it this kind of muscle car kind of vibe thing and yeah. which which they out brought into the the batman movie which i thought was just so exciting absolutely um, yeah that was really that was like that was a kind of cool thing i mean he was very like like it's so funny because i mean they, those people are our, our forefathers in the in the you know in the common mm-hmm. oh yeah we don't look at that we don't think of them historically as you know young people you know but they were young people when they were making these these comics that mm-hmm. we all know them for and so like yeah of course you know he's going to make it a muscle car you know yeah of course he's going to do all these amazing things and it's like, yeah, yeah, awesome, you know. And we live, we get, we get all this stuff to stand on, you know.
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, he he took it from a, you know, not I wouldn't say a clown car, but something kind of comical looking, mm-hmm. and made it this like predatory creature. Yeah. You know, as predatory as Batman was on the road, it was equally as menacing. You know, and I think he definitely, like he said, started that trend.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, he. Um, it's funny because he did. Um, I guess I'm i don't know the timelines, you know. But he did a whole bunch of covers for uh, Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Which are some of the greatest, you know, painted covers for a absolutely. book. Absolutely. And like, I, I I I want to believe that he did those before he did Batman, and like, and he was like, I'm going to make Batman like this, you know, this hunter in a city kind mm-hmm. of look. Which that's what it felt like.
1: It's interesting to you know, like you said, when you start following uh, these creators and then you uh, uh, you see the kind of what they learned, what the, what like taking from Tarzan and then uh, making him kind of predatory like that. There's so many artists do that. I mean, the things that I've learned bleed into the next project.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's. I mean, it's very cool. We, we I I, don't, I can't remember who I was talking with not too long ago, but it was the whole idea that like. You know, you bring as much of the outside world as you can into your comic book. Mm-hmm. I mean, into anything you make. I mean, like you know, don't like if you like you know uh, thriller novels, don't only read thriller novels and then write a thriller novel exactly. it's exactly yeah, just a pretty derivative of thriller novels. Absolutely, like reading history or whatever the thing is that you're reading, and then really get into it because I think that's where you know we. It's just those those sort of random particle you know coll- collisions that create the new you know, molecule that we kind of want in our work. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, all right. So you're, I mean, you were like not too dissimilar to so many other comic book, you know, artists is that you're just making, you know, drawings. And and that did, I mean, did you recognize, like, is there a point like when you recognize a sort of a difference between you and maybe uh, other kids or friends of yours?
1: The only, the... The earliest memory i have i guess i can just base on the attention that it got uh was in school uh, i think it was maybe first or second grade and you know an art teacher as they do uh, you know they, they look around and peer over the shoulder and uh she was happy with something i did i can't even remember what it was just some illustration and uh it just you know kept going from there mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, art teachers were usually, uh, you know, very happy to, you know, see you, except I had one. And he was probably my best one. <laughs> he was my high school one. His name was Mr. Kentu. too. And, man, he was nice to everybody but me, <laughs> you know? like, And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? You're the first art teacher doing, like, what's going on here? And But he'd every once in a while, he'd drop these, like, gems uh of information on me that uh i still use like uh how to frame an image and how to draw what you know not what you remember but what you see just all these like little gems that i think people have to wait till college to get and never a single compliment all four high school years not a single compliment and he's complimenting all these other people and i'm just like what am i what am i doing wrong and the last uh my last year like the last few weeks of my senior year he uh we we had a he did he started a comic book class Oh, i got to take that and uh that was a lot of fun and my entry didn't get put into scholastics because it was deemed a little too violent and okay but he liked it so much he still put it up in the like where all the scholastic stuff went anyway he's like screw them it's good they don't know and that was like one of the that and him saying the, the first the last day of my art class last time I ever saw him uh before I left he's like hey uh the first million dollars you make goes to me <laughs> like what where was this where was this for 4 years but uh
0: i guess i mean i mean the thing is is that like not everyone who takes art class is going to pursue pursue that vocation or whatever, you know, whatever it is, or any of the classes. So I think a teacher like has to like, figure out how that they're going to manage, you know, the, these 20 plus, you know, yeah. students in the class, Absolutely. and you may not have required as much sort of instruction, mm-hmm. um, and more that you may just needed some guidance, Oh rather, yeah. you know, like, Hey, and then you know he drops a breadcrumb, and you go you go chasing after that breadcrumb. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was his method, which was sort of like, you know, make him want to get something from me. Versus you know, because what is you know, because what he could do is, and maybe he saw it was like, if I compliment the kids who are good, mm-hmm. they may take their foot off of the accelerator.
1: It was only later in life that I started thinking about that because uh, I was by far and away not the only talented artist in that school. We mm-hmm. had. You know, a handful of us uh, and he was the same way with all of us. So we were like, okay, uh, it's, it's not because he doesn't like us. And he would never like mean to us or anything like that. It was just, he was less little less complimentary, you I mean, know.
0: The thumbtacks thumb on the chair was a little much, but you know, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was it, a different time.
0: It, you know, <laughs> no judgment. No, I'm. I, I think it's. I think that's the kind of thing that you, you know, because I mean, he has to do a lot of handholding with the people who just don't even know which end of a brush or a pencil to pick up. Like it, mm-hmm. and that's. So I mean, as a teacher, you're like, okay, I just got to get. And so maybe he needs to inspire the people who who need all that inspiration, and yeah. he can just kind of be like, okay, listen you like that's that's cool but like you missed you, you know you may want to focus on your perspective next time and Absolutely. you're like, oh, oh wait like and you know and our mind is like why isn't this going up on the fridge wall of the class mm-hmm. i'm not you know like aren't i better you know that kind of thing so
1: yeah and i mean especially at that age you know you're so competitive uh sure. that you know it, it, but it like i said later on in life it, it made a little more sense and. uh uh I get yeah. it now. <laughs>
0: yeah, I it, we we had a great we had a great high school teacher, and I you know, and I, I you know, I apologize, Mrs. Hannah, because I was never very uh, attentive in uh-huh. her class. <laughs> but we, have, she churned out so many like top, like so many people, like like my, I like so the way our school was set up was we'd have our own dorm room, but we shared a second room as a studio.
1: Oh, and, that's
0: cool! yeah, it was pretty, it was a pretty cool setup. Um, and my studio partner was a kid I went to, uh, I went, who graduated with me. Mm-hmm. We, neither one of us knew we were, we were going to be there. Like it was just this totally random thing. Whoa. Another,
1: what are the numbers on that? What are the yeah, statistics it, for that?
0: <laughs> and another kid was like, was right down the hallway and he graduated with us as well. And Man. then, like, a girl who was one year behind us went to um, Cooper Union, which is this really, like, great art school in Manhattan, which Man. was, is free tuition. Like, if you get in, you, you don't have to pay a dollar. And it's all like, audition. <laughs> it, it's super, super. like. So, like, in that short period of time, like, she churned out, like, four people went off to art school in New York City. And all of them, I mean, all of them pursued art like to one degree or, you know, to one degree or another in different matches yeah. yeah.
1: Mold makers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she Don't was get enough credit.
0: No, she was great. She was great. I mean, I, you know, I, I wish I was a better student to her, um, but mm-hmm. I learned a lot in her classes. Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, uh, that's
1: the best way to honor them. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Keep do- <laughs> and keep doing it. Right. Yeah. um, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, and it's interesting. I mean, you know, because I mean, I don't know, for me, I always felt a little bit on the outside because of my drawing and not like a weirdo in that sense, but it just wasn't what everyone else did. So like in the art rooms, you were, you know, oh, you were you were one of the good, you know, kids, you know, mm-hmm. meanwhile, like in the other classes, you know, the kids who were really, you know, paid attention to, you know, in math or English were the good kids.
1: Oh, see, that's where I totally fall off. fell yeah. off Was it was, you know, my my math was. Absolutely terrible. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So it was, it's was kind of a we- it's kind of a weird thing, and like, and I never really felt that there was much recognition. Not that I was looking for recognition, but there was very little recognition of that ability mm-hmm. until like right at your end of your senior year, and then like, like I guess because the school has to get the student body has to get things done, whether it's like a float or something, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, you know how to do this kind of stuff?" Uh. You know? You're like, "Oh, like you're paying attention to me?" Okay, sure. I'm I'm on board, you know, um, which is the, the weakness of all artists. Like, hey, you know what? It's a good exposure for you to do this for us free.
1: Man, especially early on. Man, <laughs> so much exposure.
0: I know, all <laughs> this exposure. I should wear some sunblock. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, so did you, I mean, did you study past school or did you go off and do something else? Did you go to college? What was the- I
1: for? went to like a year of college, took some art courses. Um, and then after that, just continued kind of my self-education in the the business, um, took, uh, some jobs in the automotive industry for a while, while, uh, learning and going to conventions and trying to get my book out there. Uh, and to the point where it was kind of like I had to leap from what I was doing and there's like no safety net and, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's what did it was was having to jump without. I always kind of reminds me of the scene in Dark Knight Rises where the only time Bruce Wayne can jump onto that rock is when he's taken the rope off because right. that fear or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I, I I think there's a little bit to that, and uh, was able to uh, move into it, you know, full time. So so well.
0: That, so I mean, that's I mean, there's an there's an interesting sort of like kind of sort of a pivot right there because i mean you went up to school and you're i mean was it when, when you went off to like that the year of college i mean was your mindset saying like okay i'm gonna go learn all the things i can learn from you know better art teachers to to mm-hmm. be able to get skill set to be able to do was comic books the the sort of the the end goal for you or was it something oh
1: it from high school i knew okay all right. I to do what yeah. i the plan was was to go to college and take all the art classes in uh-huh one year and then leave so right. i learned, learned like no credits no real credits or whatever but oh, i learned a lot you know uh and take all that and then use that to uh start you know starting to create some ips and some stories and then go to conventions and screw so, it from there
0: so let us see that's so this so this is what late 2000s
1: it would have been uh college would have been uh 2007 i graduated in 2006. So, okay. uh, the year of 2007, 2008, okay. took all the art classes, uh, and then dropped out and then got the job to pay the bills while I did more, uh, going to what I called YouTube university and sure. just absorbing everything oh, I okay. could.
0: So that's, but that's also really early because 2007 issues was a five or seven was when YouTube started.
2: Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah.
0: there's, there's not a ton of content out there. not oh, no. And whatever there is, isn't very um, polished at that point. Like, oh, you, know, no. you know, it's 300, what, 300 DPI camera or, you know, like, I mean, it's like low, <laughs> it was rad. bad. Yeah, it was p- bad. Not DPI, but like pixels. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's so I mean, but like how like like there's a, that's so that's an interesting. So like, I mean, so the goal the goal is kind of locked in now mm-hmm. was the goal like because for me, the goal was, you know, pencil for Marvel and D.C that was you know that was it you know mm-hmm. and, and any of these sort of ancillary you know sort of you know dark horse image you know kind mm-hmm. of people out there but like I didn't have that sort of like I'm going to make my own comic book which which was really like a, a regret of my youth I'm like why I didn't sort of and I had tons of them I just oh, didn't yeah. I didn't have this sort of like desire because I wanted to play with their toys I wanted to go draw those other characters
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so like, were you were you focused on one thing or were you focused on the like multiple opportunities and, and, and interactions?
1: That's a great cre- question, man. Uh, it was initially it was I wanted I want to draw Batman. I want to draw okay. Spider-Man, you know, um, and then I got into the kind of convention scene um, with my own uh, book. And looking around, you see so many incredible stories uh by independent creators and i just i my first convention i get this stack of comics that you could probably only get in the wichita metropolitan area (laughs) you (laughs) know they're not going too much further but these things are incredible the 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 writing you know uh, when when they're good they are good and uh that's what kind of gave me this new uh, uh target for just create my own stories i i have more fun in those worlds anyway
0: mm-hmm. so that's that see that's so cool like I, I mean that's a like like, i like i yeah i i wrote about that um in in a in a recent newsletter and this you know it's this it's this huge sort of thing like you know i i had this very like um sort of poo-poo attitude about sketchbooks mm-hmm. and and writing yeah and, and it was this really strange sort of attitude that like, I'm like, well, I am, I'm, I can I can draw, I can draw for Marvel. Like I don't need to sit and work in a sketchbook. Like I would see my friends all drawing in sketchbooks and I was like, why, you know, like, why are you drawing? Like, just shut the machine off and then enjoy your time off, you know? Yeah, and exactly. when you to sit down at the drawing table, turn the machine on, mm-hmm. draw the page. And what I didn't recognize was you know the people who play like in the nfl mm-hmm. don't walk off the field on sunday afternoon kick up their feet for a week and then take a bus to wherever they have to go for the next next game you mm-hmm. know later on the weekend and I'm like oh like it's it it is the hardcore practice that keeps you going so when you do hit the, the page you're not getting beat up because it's yep. a ruling process drawing a page
1: it it always uh kind of reminds me of Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about when he was just as much as he was training uh, he went and got uh, like posing techniques from ballerinas to Mm. to learn what poses show off you know the work he's done the best and are the most kinetic and stuff and it's just like he that was his life yeah absolute life
0: yeah no and I think and I think you know you know, and so so like people like you know, you know, you know my friend you know and co- colleague you know John Paul Leon like that dude drew all the time, all the time, yeah, all the time, and and it shows like and it, it, it's and it's not that he's drawing these characters with all this definition and mus- musculature. Mm-hmm. It's just it's reality. He's drawing reality absolutely on the page. And it's this amazing thing, but it's because he is soaking up in and like like we said earlier, like getting all that information from outside of comic books oh, yeah. and that was like such an amazing sort of revelation to see that. And like, you know, and so I go, Oh man, I really wish I did that. But how did you like being a person who was sort of like with pencil in hand, kind of a you know per, person, how did you go like, oh, I'm going to write my story? Like, because that's like, like, where did you think about it? Or did you just go like, okay, the only way I'm going to get a comic book is if I just make a story up and put it on paper? Like, was it... It's
1: pretty, pretty much it. The, the missing yeah. component was uh, the script. So, yeah. uh, you know, at the time, the only option was to produce it myself. And uh, I did and I, I, I found how, you know, I, I realized how much I enjoyed that process, you know, oh, cool. equally, uh, the narrative process and the art form that it is, uh, that one, that one I didn't realize I was going to be as, um, entranced by, you know,
0: what, was, what was your, I mean, what was your, you know, it, we'll use the term loosely, but what was your writing process when you, when you, when you put together that first script? Cause that's an interesting thought
1: uh i i thought about the story while at work for like eight months okay. <laughs> without writing anything down oh, and excellent. then yeah and then wrote like a novel-sized uh breakdown of just what i saw in my mind chronologically uh-huh. and then went through and tried to break all of those sections down into uh pages and, and okay. panels Yeah. You know? and basically it's the same thing i do now i didn't I haven't deviated much.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that. I mean, it, it is interesting. Like, so there's this thing. There's this thing, and I don't know. I I only heard it in the, um in sort of the competitive shooting world. And there's things they they call training scars. So like, you learn how to do something, mm-hmm. and you can do it, but you, the way you learn how to do it or or, or self-taught oh. is not the sort of the correct procedure. Oh yeah. And the end result might be a successful end result, but you are actually, you know, holding yourself back because you're holding your hands in a certain way or whatever the thing yeah. is. And so that kind of stuff kind of, and that applies with everything, you know, it applies oh, yeah. with, with anything that we do. And, you know, so it, it's interesting how, unless somebody comes along and sort of Coaches you and how to break you of whatever training scars you have. We sort of work these sort of techniques until we stop working. Absolutely, yeah. And and I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong because listen, I I'm a huge proponent of just the the brain dump. Uh
1: That's exactly what it is. Yeah, lore dump.
0: (laughs) I I, I remember writing out like scripts, and I called them scripts. I mean, it was just a one gigantic paragraph multi-pages and then I would do exactly I would take a pen and I would block it like you would see the line zigzag across yeah. paragraphs yeah. say, okay, well this is a page or this is a scene or whatever I would do hmm. to put it down. And it was a, a relatively effective technique to at least get the idea out. There's this um cartoonist um Howard Taylor and he he, he calls it um I don't know like he calls it like the the 12 year old boy explaining his favorite movie technique
1: okay okay (laughs) so
0: (laughs) so when you're writing you you sort of just write and go and and then and then and then and and oh oh and that other thing that happened i said earlier that this like you just keep dumping all this stuff out Mm -hmm. and that's but that's drafting drafting is we don't care what it looks like you know the goal is to get all that stuff out and then you can take it and then put it all in a proper order break it find it it's and, that
1: or <laughs> that you just break free. You yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So, okay. So that's, I mean, so that's really cool. So I mean, you, I mean, you just, you, you basically took the 12 year old then yourself and mm-hmm. put it out and, and said, that's, you're in cool. control now. Yeah. And you <laughs> yeah. let that 12 year old tell that story that was spinning in your head at work for eight months and you put it down and did you, br- did you then break it onto different pages or did you just work off of that sort of that master block?
1: Uh, yeah, just kind of, you know, like a piece of clay had this large, unrefined, uh, piece that just carved from, I knew I had certain segments in it that I, you know, while I guess you could call it just fantasizing about it or just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, daydreaming about it. Um, the, these shots that I kept seeing, they would, you know, keep coming to me. Uh, I, I would write them out so I didn't forget them and try and place them, uh, yeah. chronologically. But I, yeah, definitely from that kind of like larger chunk and then just piece by piece.
0: So when you did that for like, so when you did that first um, self-produced book mm-hmm. like to that point, like what, what had you done on a page? I mean, had you like, I mean, had you spent like two years making samples or what was, mm-hmm. the, what was the sort of the, the John Osborne, you know, oeuvre at that point?
1: Where I got like, yeah, my, the. This kind of school of hard knocks <laughs> was uh i can't remember the website name um but it was a website where you'd make a original character and okay. you would battle them against other people's original characters
0: it sounds really familiar
1: um if i could just uh,
0: oh, no no void. Okay.
1: it was called void okay and that's where my character blackbird You know uh back when i was writing that was generated and uh so you they'd put you in this ladder with these other creators and uh, like a tournament and Mm -hmm. you'd have a week to produce the i think it's like six pages and it didn't have to be colored but there's no rules against it and then uh people would vote on who won okay they thought was the better story better art all that and uh that would Mm -hmm. be considered void canon Okay. I thought that was revolutionary. I thought that was so cool. So that's where I kind of uh, cut my teeth in exposing sequential art and story of mine to other people.
0: And so, what was? I mean, what were your pages like? What were you? Were you drawing full size? You know, ten by fifteen. Were you drawing on smaller, like, to get the pages done in, in six days? Like, what was your?
1: I was drawing them on uh, physically, traditionally, and inking them traditionally. Right. And then I'd scan them and then uh, try attempt at the time. It's pretty early attempt to color them. Uh, <laughs> not very great, <laughs> you know, but you got to start somewhere. Um, so that was, you know, and I would, I would, I would be lucky if I, if I managed to uh, color the entire thing, uh, most of them and most of everyone's ended up just black and white.
0: So. Yeah okay and you felt your color might have given you a little bit of an upper hand i wanted it to i don't know if it always did right. you know <laughs> yeah no no, no. i it, it, yeah it was always that, it was always that kind of thing like we're like well i don't know if my book report's pretty good but i'll draw this really great illustration for the cover of the book exactly
1: and man they were ruthless they were ruthless they were like oh the art's really good but this story don't make any sense <laughs> so, yeah yeah, yeah, they, well, yeah. They took care of
0: it. <laughs> it it's a, we used to, so we used to um, for our students um, at this uh, design school that I taught. Um, they we would do what we call the logo thunderdome, and we would we would take the design students and then uh, pair them off. Like okay, you're half, you're half here, and then they would have to produce somebody. You know, each one would have to kick someone forward, and we would take the yellow pages and then sort of fan it and drop it, oh. and then each person would stand above it with an X-Acto blade. And then just drop it and wherever it landed on the yellow pages, you had to create the logo for that company and you had one minute to do it.
1: That's a great exercise, man.
0: Yeah. So we made we sort of made this sort of, you know, same sort of bracket tournament thing with the Mm -hmm. Dome to get people. But what I felt, but but it that learning that like that really condensed moment of time where you say, okay, I've got to come up with something. And you blend, you, you, you hammer it out. So six days to do six or a week to do six pages is a lot of work, but it's like, you got to get it done.
1: And I, when I, you know, first read the rules, I was like, man, that's a, you know, doing the math on all the process. Like that's going to take a lot of time. And then I remember, and I don't remember the specific issue of wizard, uh, really? but I was an avid reader of wizard and they had a segment in it where uh, one of their editors, I think, or their writers, went to Image for their deadline night, and it was like this overnight sleepover. Mm-hmm. And he took like he had this like a Barbie uh, uh, sleeping bag and his robe, and it was it just showed the process of you want to see what it looks like to finish a comic on deadline, and it was all these fam- now famous artists and writers just miserable just soulless trying to work this thing out and yeah. i was i was a little younger when I saw that I'm like it's kind of an indicator and so when I saw how much work was involved I'm like well I think that's just part of the business sure. <laughs> you know
0: yeah no that I, that's i mean that's that's super interesting I, i'm so i'm so surprised that like you know it's so interesting how things like, in the internet have their time and then they go away and like for some reason they're never they never return like yeah it, I don't I mean, that, at least that's my experience, but that thing seems like it could return and people could like, I don't know, like I'm
1: surprised it, like, and it could, it could very well. I just didn't have visited in years. It could very well still be going. Um, but it was just such a unique idea. And I'm surprised we didn't see a ton of offshoots, you know?
0: Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, ugh, I mean, there's also the barrier to entry. I mean, like, it, like there, you know, had someone created like a platform for, mm-hmm. the, for a very sort of open, open-ended open thing, then you may have had a ton of people doing it. Yeah. This sort of like, hey, we've created a website. And then the someone's like, I don't want to make a website. I don't know.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, and as far as barrier for entry, it was a lot like they didn't tell you how to, there was forums that you could go to if you needed help figuring right. out how to do something. But they're like, have these pages, you know, uploaded by this time that's it and if you can't do that then that's barrier for entry you know yeah yeah no
0: that's i mean well and i think that's you know that's i mean i guess that's the same thing with so much stuff so i mean so how many of those things do you think you completed before you said i'm gonna do my own thing
1: i think i did like i took part in like three or four of them okay um and then wanted i saw like the potential in the character and my own writing and was kind of ready to jettison myself from that so that I could focus on my stories and not stressing about that Sunday. And if my, all this work I did is going to be considered canon. You
0: right. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, the cool thing is, is that like, I think another thing is like, an, I think it's really important when we find that moment of acceptance, like wherever we find it, like it, outside of sort of a, whatever small circle of, You know, that you grow up within.
1: Oh yeah. Your nuclear support, you know, other than that.
0: The getting out there to that next level of sort of like acceptance is really kind of a huge step in you know because like, okay, well, like I made this little thing, I put it out there and it didn't sink. So I I guess I could go a little further with this and you take that take the next step. Now, did I mean had you tried to send samples into publishers at this point, or were you just kind of
1: No, No, I knew at that time that in order for my what the image I was trying to to convey to look even close to what I wanted, I would be, you know, uh, penciling and inking it and then doing my version of coloring on it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And at the time, none of those strengths by themselves were strong enough to, I felt, put them in any kind of portfolio or try. Uh, right. It was only until a few years later that I started sending, uh, building stuff to send into, like, 2000 AD and
0: stuff mm-hmm. like that. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting, like, it, you know, when the, the level of work it takes to get whatever that skill set is, whichever one you choose,
2: mm-hmm.
0: to the level where you're like, okay, I think this is the thing that they're going to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. It's a ton of work, and it's really, oh. really, really, like, hyper-focused work. Uh and it's sometimes
1: not the the one you expect you know i i always my my weakness was always color uh until i was like i'm not i have to i have to learn this and (laughs) after that that's that's what gets mentioned the most easily
0: yeah you got a you got a really cool a really cool coloring style technique um and yeah i'm go and go check out john's um i guess you're yeah you're you're all on instagram so Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I have a website too. Um, yeah. it's not updated or anything yet, but maybe it will be by the time this airs. Yeah,
0: maybe so. That's why I'm. I, I, I'm like, you know what? Everyone seems to be like, unless there are people who are like obsessive updaters on their website, which is not very many people. Like, <laughs> not well, anymore. Maybe it seems to be the best thing to put, you know, to spread mm. around. So, um, yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's a tough. It's a tough thing to do that but was talking like so mark morales is a phenomenal anchor Mm -hmm. Um, and we went to we went to college with mark and and i and i said to him not too long ago i was like like, mark man if i knew you were going to be this good of an anchor like i would i would i would have dragged you into into marvel with on my first assignment saying hey get this guy to ink the thing. Oh yeah, never have let him out of my sight because yeah,
1: absolutely
0: so good. And he's like, he's like, I didn't know I was. I wanted to be a penciler, like mm-hmm. you know. He and he just, but he his skill set really shined when he had a pen and a brush in his hand, and it mm-hmm. just it took off. And so this 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 guy became one of the preeminent inkers of a generation. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and
0: it wasn't what his sort of his path was intentional. You know, he was got to work and then
1: it's whatever one you know seems to be garnering the most attention uh yeah. is obviously the one you want to throw your you know cast your net in uh
0: it's tough but it's tough it's so tough like so let's just say like let's let's do it let's do a like a, a, a you know a, a challenge here mm-hmm. let's say like your coloring is so cool and you get you get a call mm-hmm. from a publisher saying hey we you know hey we're really interested in having you work on a project and you're like oh, oh and then they go yeah we want you to color this yeah, like
1: time me up <laughs> okay <laughs> <That'd be>
0: great <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's it, that's it's, i mean but a lot of people will be like no but i want to be this you know mm-hmm. like and it's, so I, it's great that you're just sort of like boom yeah i want to do that
1: i always think of mike Magnola. he you know he's a legend now but he started as an inker you Mm -hmm. know you gotta you know never say no to an opportunity not not i guess never but (laughs) in this business
0: right if it involves candy in vans don't do it yeah
1: right or exposure
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah, no matter how good the exposure is supposed to be Mm.
1: now maybe maybe if dc was like uh we're not gonna pay you a thing but you'll get your name out there they're the only one that'd be like once Right. Do once. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, yeah. You know, I'll I'll edit that part out. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I mean, but that's. I mean, but that's great that you would you'd be willing to take that sort of thing to say. Listen. You know, because your your goal is to work in the industry. You know, wherever you can, mm-hmm. and do and do the things that you want to do. Um, oh yeah. And you know the thing is is like Coloring isn't, you know, isn't what it was when you know I was drawing comic books, which it's was a whole different world. It wasn't even markers back then, John. It was, it was it, like... it was, it was, it was Dr. Martin dyes that you would paint on on Xerox paper prints yeah. and then hand code. Like it was. I
1: remember one time Wizard went through it. They, oh, went, they? okay. It was, it was at the end of that process, and they're mm-hmm. like, and now the coloring, and they get to it. I'm like okay great cool i'm gonna to get to learn how to color, and it's just all these machines and these like sheets of transparent like red green blue yellow and i'm like i'm never gonna learn how to color
0: it's it's so funny it was very it's very much like this math problem like it was yeah because you had to un, you had to understand the you know those basic you know you know 25 you know quarter percentages of the uh of the spectrum and just be able to go like okay well this is going to look like this with this you know, you could you could not even fill a single color out, but just mark every section up and yeah. you send it in, and it would it would end up that you know the way you want it.
1: Man, yeah, see, that's I, I'm I'm definitely glad it got to a point where we can just do physically, like digitally and see yeah. it. Um, because I don't think I ever would have been willing to put in the time to learn how to be colors that way.
0: Right? Because you know? I mean like we had gradients, but we could say like going from you know. Like R2B three to R one B two. And you point an arrow and it they would make the the gradient, but you didn't have control where that gradient. It's like
1: it's like uh painting by numbers kind of.
0: Oh, it was. It was very much like painting by numbers. And but the you know, it, it was cool. And listen, it was what comic books were, so we weren't going like this sucks. It was like this <laughs> yeah. was, this was the top of the food chain. Yeah, you're getting the color of comic. Can you believe yeah. it? <laughs> I got um And then I ended up coloring a couple of friends like pieces, like you know, like for it, but then it was like then they're you can like they're like, Oh, you can use markers, like you can use markers, and they're like, Yeah, and you don't even have to code it. You can just make you can just put what you want down and they'll match it. Oh my god. They will, (laughs) yeah. It was just you know, it was it was like this sort of revolution of change within like two years, and then the digital side started coming in like nicely not the 90s digital stuff but oh man and um yeah yeah, it was it was dark time (laughs) it was it was it was was not fun yeah um yeah so that so okay so so you put you you do it and you make your book you Mm -hmm. make this comic um how did how did you go about making it what was your what was your process because i mean i'm really curious about because there wasn't a guy who wrote it in his sort of waiting for the artwork to be done there wasn't a publisher saying hey we you know, this was you so how did you like how long did it take you what did you like what were you thinking how many times did you quit um like all that kind of stuff
1: oh yeah um the first actual stab i took it like an independent book was frankenot and, and it was a six page uh ash can basically uh okay. i toned toned it so it wasn't black and white it had i mean it did have black and white in the panels but the it did have an element of color in it um okay. but there's only six pages to basically get the the proof of concept out there and it came from at the time i was just trying to build a website like a portfolio website okay and i was trying to think of something to use for like a mascot or just some image ubiquitous image to to keep using uh to interact with. Um, You know patrons and stuff like that but uh i i started kind of like colliding different genres uh and like i've always loved the old you know horror movies frankenstein mummy all those and then a massive love for sci-fi so i was just colliding these uh you know ideas and i came across you know there's some bad ones you know mummy robots stuff like that things that maybe could work i don't know with enough time but nothing that had any kind of gravity to it until i thought of Frankenot astronaut frankenstein put it together Frankenot, yep. and then it was boom it's just this this image hit immediately and i could see him and he's i have an image of it i'll, I'll send it to you uh, he doesn't look very different from uh now versus what he looked like in his original concept and then i'm like okay i have this image i have this really cool kind of uh look, now I need a story. So I spent probably the next three months um, trying to build a story out of it. And I got the idea kind of from, uh, I always used to play with uh, crash test dummies. I don't know if you remember those. I actually have one on my desk. If you don't remember them.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was a toy, right? From like cartoon? Oh, yeah okay
1: okay so the the deal with these things is, is they got these buttons you uh, you can put them in these cars wreck the car they blow into pieces sure kind of like a real interesting physics kind of game uh and it gave me the idea of this being that against his will was kind of in a way put into gladiatorial like tests for an alien version of amazon you know if amazon was in the business like raytheon or something in the business of military arms and they needed beings to test those arms on the stories about these beings. And it's kind of like NASCAR mixed with gladiator mixed with uh, every commercial you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, and so after I had that, I knew, okay, this is, this is something I haven't seen yet in a comic and it fits what's going on because he, the idea of this, this uh, Frank and not characters, he can be, you know, almost totally blown to pieces and, brought back just all the yeah. pieces regenerated put back so i knew basically at that point the story becomes the tests and the story becomes uh you know the world he lives in and then within two issues of writing it i realized oh the story is actually about everything else and so <laughs> but that that's probably the the process and that was the first one and i haven't like I've said, deviated too much from that process.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty. So what, wh- I mean, like, what was your, I mean, were you just sort of like full of excitement as you were doing it? So you didn't even think twice about like sharing it or like,
1: Oh, like a, like a, like a fever. You know, I, I kind of had to get this out, had to get the image out, had to get the story out and I got it out. I uh, made the six page ash can. And then mm-hmm. I would bring in co writers from time to time to help develop parts of the world, help bring in some some color. Cause I always, yes. you know, look to my, some of my favorite examples. And Mike Magnola, when he started uh, Hellboy, he didn't, he had a little help in the yeah. writing department and then got his legs. And now he's, you know, uh, uh, obviously developing it himself. And so that was always the plan. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I always intend to have that universe, a shareable one. You know, I I don't want to get to a point where I'm just doing it myself because, you know, I mean, even in the last one, I brought Bradley in to do lettering and he does his lettering. Bradley Little John does his incredible lettering. I'm like, this is this is so it's everything I ever wanted. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, also, I was reading it. And what do you think about this? What do you think about adding this over here? And I was, hes just kind of unlocking these from from an outside perspective, unlocking these potentials in the story, and uh, so he's he's he got a co-writer credit on volume one. You know, it's yeah, so,
0: no, he's great. He's so great with that. Um,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. He, um Well, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's interesting that you, know, you said about uh, Mike. You know, I mean, like yeah, I mean, he gets John Byrne to sort of co, you know, pick mm-hmm. up. a and write for him and i think john mm. like at the after that first thing he's like listen you don't need me like this was, it was all your thing i just wrote scripting words yeah and- kind
1: of the scaffolding you know in a way yeah. you know yeah. I
0: and mean, so but the other thing is is that like you know you know when you were describing the character i'm like oh yeah i didn't really think about like how much of that sort of genre mashup that hellboy is you know hellboy is monster mm-hmm. and detective yeah put them together. And now you have a character in a world and he has a purpose. So like, and, it's like,
1: and it's something that there's like, no one could have guessed on, especially for a cool. And yeah. in the nineties, during like the satanic panic and stuff, this character came out of nowhere and became this massive success yeah. like, yeah. against all odds. Yeah. So, just well, never I, know.
0: I think the, yeah, I, I think the, t- there's a very sort of, um, there's a lighthearted spirit to the whole whole thing especially the way that you know i guess maybe the way that john initially scripted it and the way that you know mike has continued to script you know mm-hmm, that pacing the, the pacing and the di- the dialogue is all very sort of like tonally it's not it's not dark it's not mean it's not no. as, it's all very sort of like light in that sense even though it's a very dark world and dar- dark subjects and i think that sort of that dichotomy makes the whole thing kind of come across to people like this is fun this is just straight up fun Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not i'm not coming in this thing to be terrified i'm i'm here to be entertained and yeah
1: uh, and it did a great job of like it had like you know like you said this exterior if you were just to look at it you're like oh that that's going to be a dark serious book. and you read it and they just have normal conversations that normal people have and that juxtaposition makes it so much fun yeah yeah
0: no it's i i think i think it's a super you know it, it you know and you know, maybe one day I'll talk to talk to Mike about, like, you know, what his thinking was when he was putting that all together, because he might not have been thinking of that in that in that. Little, really? you know, he could have just been saying, like, I really like monsters and I really want to have like a monster who is like going around, like stopping other monster stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's the, there you go. And that's all that's all it is. You know? Yeah. It, it would be cooler to have a monster going around stopping monster stuff rather than a person you know like you know whatever who's, who's the guy the, the 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 vampire hunter you know
1: oh uh van Helsing
0: yeah right I mean yeah. it, like it's just it's just monster version of van Helsing you know right. and, and it's like but it's way more intriguing than van Helsing
1: oh yeah i, I it, something that's uh his ability to I don't know there's something about the same type of, Being hunting something similar to itself, sure, is really interesting. Well,
0: you know, like what what is the best prey, man? You know, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it really isn't that same sort of you know, you know, mindset of of that. Okay, well, this is what it is this is is monster hunting, monster versus man hunting, man. You know, and it's not Godzilla smashing a city apart, it's much smaller scale. Sometimes it gets big, yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly. It (laughs) changes, it depends, yeah. So, I mean what like so what like so you're doing you do the book and you're getting sort of like i guess you're you're building your uh internal and external credibility with Mm -hmm. you know with your peers your peer groups probably growing um you're now now we're into the the teens of you know of of the of the 2000s so now Mm -hmm. we're kind of moving along technology is kind of cruising along instagram instagram's a thing all these things you know more information is available on youtube so now you're getting you know maybe that's what helped you know sort of elevate the coloring technique first mm-hmm. you're like oh well this is what i can do oh can, all right
1: absolutely
0: so i mean what are you like did did your point of view shift in what your sort of your goals are because once you sort of do a comic book what do you say you know like do I just do another one or do I try to find someone to do another comic But like where is your sort of thinking and does or does it change or does it not change or you just double down
1: uh i i think it changes all the time unfortunately <laughs> but uh i i found after i made that first one uh and you know the reception it got and uh that i just got far more enjoyment out of that than i think i would get out of doing it uh You know, on assignment, even though I would and I'd like to, uh, I I don't know if it would come with that same level of, um, I I did it, you know, look at what I made. You have tangible uh, that feeling when you hold it in your hand and it's all you. Yeah. You know, it, 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 that you brought this thing that was just in the ether Mm -hmm. uh, as a, and focused it and made it a tangible real world object is one of the most unique feelings. And I think indie comics is, the most potent version of that.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: I like just stay right there.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it, it's it's so it's so true because I mean, we we have this breadth of you know comic books available on the shelves that aren't the Batman and Spider Man comic books, mm-hmm. which are awesome. They're fantastic. It's oh, yeah. still it, going know, strong. <laughs> yeah. And but we have this we have this breadth of comics that are out there that are, are just so interesting i mean i i grabbed a whole bunch of um you know graphic novels like the other week you know so oh like, nice yeah i mean I, I grabbed like i don't know like 10 different things you know and i'm you know new stuff and old stuff and mm-hmm. it's like and there's just and, you know this wide array of just things that we can read which are not you know not just superheroes they're a million different things and it's great because you can find any kind of story you want out there and if you don't find the story you want you can go make it
1: that's the, that's the beauty of it you know and man Good luck coming up with something that like is not out there. I think it's getting covered. Everyone's covering it.
0: <laughs> I mean, we say that. We say you know. But listen, there, there, there. What are ten to fifteen songs every album? That's yeah. Albums have been made. Yeah. Good point. I mean, and, and we good still point. keep keep you know like you know the the Gorillas released just a new song this last week. I mean, yeah. it sounds phenomenal.
1: Yeah. And, there's not. We're never gonna stop.
0: No, it's like uh, the the. It, I mean, I think you know stories and artwork and ideas. They're like Lego, and you can build an infinite amount of things with the you know an infinite amount of Lego.
1: Oh yeah, endless possibilities. Uh, yeah, I would think Stephen King. I think he had uh, the the name of the book was on writing. On writing, yeah. But where he talks about ideas being like um, fossils. In the ground and you'll be walking along the sand and your foot will hit it and then uh it's up to you to get it out of the out of the rock and if you leave it if you see it you notice it and you leave it someone else might stumble upon it and they'll do oh, the rest of the work
0: for and, uh, sure man like how many like so many people i know and myself Like <laughs> they're like oh man i had that idea yes uh, uh, <laughs> like, and it's like so oh when did you have that idea oh like it was like you know 20 years ago i'm like well you let it <laughs> yeah, exactly. i mean it's like shame on you um exactly so you, you mentioned something earlier about you know you were you were working you were thinking about these ideas and you weren't writing them down like would like would a um you know time traveling tip to yourself as a younger person be oh, man write everything down
1: it would be it, absolutely yeah uh don't wait till everything makes sense in your mind mm-hmm. before because uh you will lose stuff you it's just the nature of how our brain works you yeah. can't remember everything so yeah absolutely that's something i had to learn with age was documentation yeah and
0: what what else i mean what else kind of what, what else would you say to yourself you know your 20 20 to 23 year old version of yourself you know, with what you know now, as far as your sort of your process or your approach, like what would you like? What else would you say to yourself?
1: I'd probably say send stuff out whether or not I thought it was ready. Okay, just get to get those letters saying, "Why are you sending us to Stop, please." You know, <laughs> like just get, let them get to know you. You know, yeah, uh, I probably would have done that, and honestly, I could still use some of that advice today. So,
0: <laughs> I hope you listen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, it, it's nobody. It, so by both of those, but, but both of those things um, that you were talking, that, that we were just talking about, both of them have, um, there's sort of, there's a, there's a fear base in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. So the, the fear of not putting something down until it's perfect mm-hmm. is a very, very common thing there's this oh. whole, there, and and it's not just the and this is not just a youthful thing i mean trust me i know people who are in their, <laughs> their 60s who are still in that that's sort of that
1: makes me feel better
0: yeah, yeah no this is something just that young people everybody sort of wrestles with and like and as you said like you're still kind of considering like oh wait i'm not sending enough stuff out there and i should be sending yeah, more i can
1: always do more you <laughs> know
0: and, and it's, it's that thing so like what we have to get over is that sort of that internal sort of thing that's saying okay, they're just going to either tell me to go away. They're going to, you know, like, you know, like I had a friend, a very funny friend whose line was like, it, like, it's not like they're going to shoot you in the face. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's a good point. Like, like it, unless yeah. they're going to shoot you in the face, you'll, you can do it. You mm-hmm. know, like, absolutely. Right, that's that's a great, that's great advice to give to everybody and let them kind of live under that, that belief. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, so guess what you get next two weeks, you get the send two things out to people and you'll be yeah. you'll feel much better about it. Uh,
1: yeah now i'm like writing stuff down <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well and that's i mean that's the big thing is that it is that it is so like so many people say like oh well you know hey how do you do it like how do you sit and write a book how do you write a book and you know and sometimes i'm i, I get tired of it and i'm like well, you just sit in the you sit in the chair and you put your hands on your keyboard and you just start pushing buttons. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's yeah. really what it comes down to. And if you find yourself not sitting in the chair, turn around, sit down, and keep typing. Like that's what is, but I think you hit the nail on the head, which is just get it out there. Uh-huh. Get it out there because you can fix anything. You know, maybe don't go right to the ink when you're trying to do a drawing. Maybe do a pencil drawing, and then take an eraser, and then maybe remove a few things that don't work.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, and you know, when especially when you're coming up teaching yourself about it, you don't you have to learn all these ways around these problems that these pros are using all the time. Like, it was only until a few years ago I realized that on some comic book pages, they make a big enough mistake they have to like cut out another piece of paper that fits and and just glue it on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I didn't know there was that sometimes that much patchwork that went oh, on. Yeah. And so that made me feel a lot better. Oh yeah.
0: I mean like, yeah, I mean, there, there are, I mean, you know, if you do peruse the, uh, the original art, you know, table. Oh, yeah. oh yes. so <laughs> stuff And like, and, you know, and, so many pasted up more balloons because we artists are very very good at not being on time.
1: Mm. So it's,
0: it's kind of it's part of it. It's part of our charm. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know how charming anybody thought that was. <laughs> yeah. Um but the paste up is a part of it it's part of a thing. So um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean in it was it was you know it's a funny thing and I and I've said it before is that like I remember the, all the work it took to get into into the business, you know, as a, as a penciler, you know, th- there's this a lot of like rejection,
2: mm-hmm. and, you know,
0: and it's very polite rejection, they're not saying, no yeah. go away, they're like, yeah. oh, it's not ready, or this, that, and the other thing. And they gave you all these sort of detailed feedback, and you would run away and you try to go, you know, overcome that. But then you get this gig, and you do your first thing and you hand it to the, you know, to the editor, and they look at it, and they go, Okay, great, thanks and, boom, and you're, boom, you're, boom. <laughs> you're expecting, okay can you change this change that change that because for the previous year and a half or however long it's been that's what all you ever heard was making mm-hmm. change. and then it's like well and then you realize oh the more important thing is the deadline the deadline is more important than the details at that oh moment.
1: absolutely so it's, i think that's what the way you set yourself apart in this world now in this business is you got to, you know, I guess be capable in the the, the actual skill, but um, being able to hit a deadline. Yeah. Like, delivery.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, like what? You, maybe it's no surprise why Amazon is as big of a company as it is, is that they can get you what you push a button for. That's it. In your house, like in 24 hours. Absolutely. That's and it. it. And they're not charging you, you know, what it would cost if you went to a website, bought the product pick the overnight delivery service for, oh, $128. <laughs> exactly. And you get the thing delivered to you tomorrow because yeah, exactly. you had to pay that because you were you were late on making the order for the thing to begin. Oh, yeah. But Amazon.
1: It's all about that delivery. And all- they had it figured
0: out. <laughs> well, it took them a long time, but they figured it out. And yeah. I think they figured it out and said, okay, we can do this. You know, someone hypothesized in the boardroom and said, do you think we could? And then someone put the whole thing together. Mm. And They probably play tested it for, you know, a few years. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, we can do this and we can hit go. And then next thing you know, they blow up.
1: Same day. I I remember being like that. No,
0: it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I remember like so there was a company in um, Manhattan that it was a website and you could order things on this website and they would have people go and buy the thing and bring it to your apartment. Oh, my gosh. So like that was this is like 2000, 2000 maybe <laughs> wow. two thousand. It was like two thousand. What was it called? I have no. I, I,
1: I have a vague memory of commercials for something like that.
0: A bit. I mean, like I just remember. I remember the time that the PlayStation two or three okay. came out. Whenever one of those things came out, my uh-huh. friend we're hanging out, and he's like, "I think I want to get one of those things." And uh, and I'm not a video game player, so I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, cool." And so he goes onto the website to try to find one, because he was just gonna buy it and have them bring it to him, like yeah. rather than like go outside and go find it. Um,
1: the future is now.
0: <laughs> it was, it really was. Um, but I guess it was kind of unscalable unscal- outside of Manhattan. So
1: mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Yeah, nothing's out. there's there's nothing quite like the the center of that place, <laughs> like everything you could ever want within. It's right there.
0: And I think I'm sure the biggest issue was that they were competing with all of the brick and mortar stores that these people were buying the stuff from because they didn't have their own warehouse. This wasn't their supply. They were going to stores and buying things and then bringing them. So the stores are missing out on ancillary sales. Yeah. This company is making the profit off of, you know, the the labor and Mm -hmm. the opportunity. But meanwhile, you're not buying the pack of gum at the counter. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, so the stores are like, no, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: And now, look, look at the pay. Now, it's yeah. common practice.
0: Yeah, now people are buying packs, single packs of gum on Amazon, just a <laughs> gum. Exactly. Um. All right, cool. So, like, so you, I mean, so you've been, I mean, the, so how long have you think you? Let's say, because two thousand eight to now, mm-hmm. so that's fourteen years of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Focus focus on on your own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. how many dabbles outside of your own stuff have you done? Like have you penciled for somebody else? Have you, you oh know?
1: yeah. Um for the past five years I've been doing the penciling, inking, and coloring of a uh it's more of a kid-oriented comic book, but it's called The Adventures of Avior by the That's EAA, true. the Experimental Aircraft Association. Um, and then what they do is they focus on like they got a magazine and stuff mm-hmm. they got they do uh they're on oshkosh i don't know if you've ever heard of that uh air venture deal they do out there where they fly in just every type of plane you could imagine during the summertime. this special time and it's it's really cool well they're they're getting into they've been for the last i think they said something like since 1995 have been doing like a youth program to teach kids how to fly and and to in and in every state uh, a little plug for the ea in every state um there's an a chapter like boy scouts or girl scouts and every kid between seven and i don't remember i think the upper limit i don't want to be wrong but i think the upper limit's like 18 i can't okay. remember uh can get one free flight to Get an, a flight experience, and then they've got you know all kinds of different programs that they can uh, put you through and stuff. Uh, oh. And so they wanted to develop a a comic book character to you know have its own narrative and uh, also educate and keep you know the idea of this uh, what they call it, they called it young eagles keep that idea in people's minds. And uh, so I did the uh, yeah all the art for it. Fair. And I'm on, uh, we've done 13 issues. I'm currently working on issue 14. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's no joke, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of pages, a lot of AVR. <laughs>
0: awesome.
1: Well, yeah. You know, it's been fun though.
0: We. yeah. I, I, I had, I had interviewed Sarah Lavour maybe like, I guess, I don't know, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and like her regular gig is like educational comics like she does educational comics uh, Mm -hmm. day in day out and like and there that's a thing like i think we like you know it's a tool like people Mm -hmm. like comics are not just the things that are on the stands at the at the stores like absolutely broad range of them
1: yeah we were very you know when we we got brought on uh it was a character that came out of i guess the ea got from the stan lee foundation Okay. so it's like a donated character and so uh the writer developed all the 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 narrative uh for it and um we wanted it to be you know, like let's limit the the you know the preaching they we want to make it a comic let's make it something kids really want to be right. interested in and i think we achieved that we had there's one page in it called the a files where they'll there's a history lesson or a flight okay. physics lesson something like that and those are those are interesting but everything else is strictly just a comic book you know
0: infotainment absolutely yeah (laughs) i I forgot forgot the term that edu edu edutainment i guess is what i think uh, infotainment isn't i think you might be right george lucas created in like edutainment or something like that oh yeah (laughs) yeah i think you know like you know the young indiana jones yes like you're gonna learn something and watch a man with a whip um awesome (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah th- so that's good co- that's cool that's great so fi- 15 is 15 yeah,
1: this will be uh 14 i'm, oh, I'm 14, working okay. on 14 right now uh so yeah it's been a been a good run and then while doing that i've been doing uh you know issues of Frankenot built up into a volume um uh, that new friday will be releasing uh to be oh, determined
0: tbd yeah
1: uh-huh. new yeah
0: Fr- so new friday sometime maybe this year
1: yeah, this year, uh, definitely, definitely, Frank News by November. I can okay. Use that. Yeah, because uh, it's been quiet and it, how, I ain't doing that. But.
0: How large of a thing? Exactly? is that
1: ninety pages, so it's three issues, and then the end. Yeah. There's so many pages of concept art over the years to show kind of where it all came from.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. that's that's really exciting. So, how did that project come together for you?
1: Uh, what i gotta i gotta hand it to the indie comic union they were doing their uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah the uh, uh i think it was like draw draw your oc i think was what it was draw your october and uh it was 30 days or 31 days of uh drawing something that had to do with your character and so i just did you know this little frank stuff for for that many days and i got a you know message from new friday and they wanted to know like w- what is this is this like it's an actual book you know and so i gave them the link at the time i had uh them up for sale on uh indie planet mm-hmm. so i just sent them the the pdfs of uh the existing issues and let them know that we're you know in the middle of making the third one at the time and um, uh, they said they were interested so signed with them and then uh uh finished in the middle of being you know a- after being at them finished issue three and uh now we now we play the waiting game that uh pandemic paper shortage man
0: john it's it, it is no it is no joke there are there are plenty of and there are plenty of people who i i I've talked to and it, they're all waiting ate a breath yeah and here's a crazy thing i mean i've been you know i've been in have been in the print um, side of design for twenty, you know, three years, um, and the amount of waste, you know, that goes into printing is is insane. Yeah. And I can, there are at least, two, I can think of two artists who have had to have their comic book reprinted a total of four times from their Kickstarter runs because the printers just kept messing up.
1: Oh no! So and those are big orders. So this, there's a mess in the, up
0: man. in the middle of the in the middle of this pandemic, so like you yeah. you just think like, I mean the, those were you know four other comic books that could have been printed up for somebody oh. else. Oh to, yeah, to be put out to put out in the market and some uh, other
1: person's dream. You know, some other person's yeah, comic out there,
0: right. and someone else got pushed back further and further. Oh uh, yeah, like we were pretty fortunate because we. Um, one of the people who did the, the comic for our you know for our little kickstarter yeah they um they, they're running another comic company so they have they have a, a long-standing relationship with the printer so they were able to just go straight to them
1: well uh, I do want to mention when we're on the topic how impressed I was by that book and what you oh. guys did and and how fast I got it like it, especially during the pandemic like you guys announced it made it sent it it was one of the most you know efficient ones i'd seen and i just meant great story the way you guys interlaced everything didn't seem forced it seemed nice. like a natural exciting story that was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it everyone's was phenomenal
0: yeah I w- it was it was super exciting to have that unfold it was one of those sort of projects where you know gary sort of said something and i was like all right cool and then he's like you yeah, will you write it i'm like oh <laughs> um, sure. So I, I write it and I left enough sort of you know f- structure and framework for everyone to do their thing. Uh-huh. And but man, like when we would just get the art in, like we were blown away. And like, I mean, we still to this day will all kind of talk about Bradley's pages. Cause I mean, the, he man. he put so much into those pages. He He'd
1: really talk about someone who doesn't leave anything on the field, like Ooh. everything. Yeah. He, he done no rock unturned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was insane and beautiful. So it was it was a great project. Um, although you do remind me, I do have to go yell at Gary because he never sent a copy to one of my sisters who ordered it. So Oh like, really? Yeah. I, I I'm not blaming him because <laughs> what he didn't probably do is look at the email that came in to say click here and, and give us your address. Well,
1: I mean it, it almost seems like it's it's almost part of the the beast of uh indie comics and getting them from those uh websites like that it's usually like okay did you send it
0: yeah uh, yeah i
1: didn't get it <laughs> it's like okay but when you get it yep. you, need, you always get it it <laughs> yep. just takes yeah. a little longer
0: it but... does take longer i mean i think i've i i think i've haven't received two comics from things and i don't care like i mean i'd I'd love to have and read them but i i'm just really want to support the people who i think are doing cool stuff and be like you know whatever i'm i'm paying i'm buying karma that's my my there you go there
1: you go that's
0: what it is so okay so you so i mean so you you hit the sort of the digital lottery because people like are looking people are looking out there and seeing people what they're doing and um and you get contacted and that's i mean that's amazing and i think everyone really should be putting their best foot forward on whatever platform however they choose to do it because that's going to get them it's going to someone's going to notice like it's going to happen
1: and i always had like my own some misgivings for like certain social media and stuff like that yeah. and I, I had hangups thinking that it, it was almost like posting the stuff was almost bragging or something like that and then you have to get over um right that and and because i don't think that when i see any of my uh friends or there people that i follow who are great artists when i see when i see them knock it out of the park i'm not like oh wow they're bragging like that's yeah. incredible that's my new phone wallpaper thank you yeah. for making that <laughs> you know, so once i got over that uh kind of anxiety about uh social media and uh, putting it out there man it pays back in dividends it's
0: good yeah. no it's uh, it, i mean it's yeah, I mean it's super exciting, and it's super exciting to share everybody's stuff. I mean that's one of the reasons I love Twitter is I'm able to share things so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm I, I have, it's Instagram doesn't let me share things, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah not no, it doesn't let you leave. It doesn't let you. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange, but so it, it's. I mean, it's super important. I think that, you know we need just need to keep raising the level out there, you know, and get that tide higher because everyone's gonna, be, you know, we're gonna bring everyone with us if we just keep, you know. Mm-hmm. So what's next, dude? Um,
1: yeah, mean, right now. Waiting.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, waiting, waiting. And, uh, you know, as soon as information comes clear on that, uh, I'll be making announcements and stuff. Um, but other than that, I'm working on, I think the path I'm going to go is I'm going to, I've got two separate stories that I want to uh, do. And I'm going to do um, webcomics until i wow. just releasing them via the website um uh and I guess you know like uh play test it in a way okay and like said and uh see if they get any kind of attention uh, if people enjoy them and uh, if they do continue them and eventually hopefully build them into volumes to release physically
0: yeah wow that's pretty interesting that's that's a you know it's so I'm, I'm you know, I, I, there's so many opportunities and, you know, avenues, you know, you could be mm-hmm. like, Oh, like you could do that as a paywall, thing, you know, and have them on, you know, but you could also do what you're doing and then put that, put those, those, those. Lessons. That's
1: kind of the way I look at it. Cause I'm going to be developing this stuff anyway. And when I'm a fan of something, it's, I don't just get the movie of it. You know, it, it, I bring it into my life in a way you, 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 you know, you get the posters, all the, everything, the, yep. And um, I kind of forgot where I was going with that, but
0: uh... no, 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 I mean, that's so there's, I mean, there is no, there is no sort of loss in the sense, I mean, you're, you can can build an audience and not sort of, you know, have them be sort of, I guess, maybe slightly distrusting because you're asking for money for this, (laughs) this this thing, Uh even if it's a low barrier to entry. Mm. But if you're giving away that they're going to be more apt to kind of like say, okay, I'll dig in. Mm-hmm. And because what's, what is it? They're just giving up, you know, a few minutes here, a few minutes there. Exactly. And next thing you know, like when you say, Hey, I'm, you know, every year you put this collected edition out, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, hell, I always buy the, the tray of paperback or the hardcover edition of it because I want to have that.
1: Absolutely. And when you feel like you're, I mean if you've gotten into anything early on where that creators you know just getting started or has kind of early you get on that train five years later you feel like you've helped yeah you know be part of it you've helped build part of it and so you're invested in it it's a fan
2: yeah. and
1: so i think what i'm more interested in now so much isn't uh income based off of it at least my own uh independent ones yet through the webcomic it's more building that audience and then yeah. uh, the viewership readership
0: no that's i think that's that's a that's a big thing um i mean that's what that cartoonist howard taylor did i mean he just kept doing his cartoon strip for probably like 15 20 years or whatever you know and you yeah. know and that's how he makes his living so absolutely um so what is your, like briefly like what's your i mean like your process like on a page mm-hmm i mean you're taking your scripts that you write mm-hmm. um, i assume that they've they're a little more sort of structured now than oh now.
1: far better yeah
0: <laughs> 10, 10 plus years ago absolutely um, so you're so you are scripting out on paper and then going at it as a as an as a penciler to your own writing mm-hmm. okay that's cool
1: yeah i do the the writing then the thumbnails then the you know bring it on to uh uh the computer and do the, the rest digitally all the pencils and all the inks
0: and, and how long have you been in the digital environment when it comes to the pretty much
1: my whole quote-unquote career like since okay. i was uh i remember in middle school my friend who was one of the more talented than me artists and he was getting into coloring things digitally okay and, uh, he was into this uh comic you, you may remember it's called Penny Arcade and oh, sure, about, yeah he was crazy about Penny Arcade and so he wanted to learn how to do that and as he was learning I was just right next to him and he'd gave me my copy of Photoshop and he showed me the multiply layer and <laughs> <laughs> everything everything yeah the rest was history so I've always felt more comfortable digitally just because there's there's no mistakes have no consequence but in my last few years, I'm starting to gravitate to uh, penciling and inking uh, traditionally, and then doing all my color uh, digitally because there's just something about the effect you get on a physical page. Sometimes yeah. the accidents produce, you know.
0: Yeah. No. It, it. I mean, I don't think it is. You know, the digital tools are amazing, and I love them and I use them, but they are not. The fidelity is not as good. As with you know, with the actual real materials, um, but I think for the level of you know when the art do- artwork gets reduced and it's printed, mm-hmm. I don't really think it matters in the end as far as what the the product is, but the but the process is kind of cool and mm-hmm. uh, and it, you know there's a there's a, I have great nostalgia for sitting at a blank piece of paper and filling it up with uh, with art in a day. Um,
1: I don't know what the term is for that feeling, but I, I've tried to convey it to my wife a few times. Uh, the feeling you get is just a blank white piece of A4 paper. Yes, yeah. There's something about it.
0: <laughs> it, it it's, a, it's a really, it's a, it's in that, just that sense of doing something and making, you know, that slice of that world alive. And, you know, in, in that work, that work session is quite a, you know, quite a wonderful sort of experience. And that it's not that, it's not the same that it doesn't happen on a on a on a screen um it's just a very different kind of thing you know there's there's this paper under your hand and you know i, I and it's not hot the the, the screens are warm so, <laughs> yeah
1: exactly and i i do i do sometimes catch myself i'll be i'll be drawing or inking traditionally and i'll mess up in my, oh, yeah. my two Our fingers mind. instinctively Control-Z,
0: control-Z. Yeah. We, oh. we all wish we could have that, 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 that one superpower oh. in the real world with all the things that we do. Yeah. 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 It, it is not, it is, it's this weird thing. Our human brains are easily rewired. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's cool. Well, I mean, it's cool that you're, you're kind of mixing both up m- mixing both because it's a, uh, you know, I mean in the, you know, I guess Wilfredo said that he he's like, uh, it's like I can't really see much of a difference in time between doing it digitally and doing it, you know, by Absolutely. hand on paper. So he's like, I just kind of stick with paper, like it's you know, and I'll just kind of work that route. Um,
1: and I can't, I can't really describe like this. I, I run into a block sometimes. I noticed after so many years of doing it digitally. And it doesn't happen when I'm digitally painting. If I'm digitally painting, I get that—I uh, I forget what they call it. but It's like an in the zone feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what we're looking for when we do these things. And uh, but if sometimes when I'm just drawing or inking on digi- a digital surface, I'm not—I'm not getting something, and I huh. couldn't tell what it was. And so I'm like, well, maybe I'll—it's fear, back
0: John. It's the fear.
1: I think it's the fear. I think there's something about knowing. Well, I can fix that. Well, I can fix that. Yeah, when when you're on the tightrope and there's no net, yep. What the process? What comes out's a little bit different sometimes. Yeah, so. a little more yeah. fun at least.
0: I mean, it's a neater studio with just a computer and a screen. Um, you know, yeah. much, <laughs> much neater neater environment, and you're not getting splattered with things, and yeah. that's okay. And you're not stabbing yourself in the hand. Oh, that the mark is there. You know, forty years later.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. mine's a micron pen.
0: Yeah. I had one I had a this one I think may have been blue pencil. So like oh, yeah. So like I had this blue dot in my hand for, you know, forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey man, it's the 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 pain is real, everyone. This is not a this is not a non-contact sport. This is Yeah, we're literally embedded by it. <laughs> you will you will you will suffer the slings and arrows of, yeah. of you'll this. absorb it one way or another. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Um <laughs> that's cool. So really looking forward to the book or your announcement of the book. I hope you have a really good strategy of like how you're going to roll this out because Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's all like,
1: just it, everything's ready waiting in the wings for that right. green light. And then it's all Come gone
0: on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, th- that's exciting. Um, yeah, just I mean, well, of course, I'll be seeing it when you post the stuff on thing. But uh
2: mm-hmm.
0: go follow john. On John Osborne art, all one, Thank you. one smashed up word on Instagram, yep. and then you can find a link to his website, which he will update this weekend.
1: Oh, it'll be up. To, you won't even know it wasn't updated.
0: It's right. So no fresh. They, <laughs> why? Why are they talking about that?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, and yeah, it's gonna. I think it, it's exciting. It's exciting that there's nothing more exciting than somebody t- taking interest in the things that you do. And wanting to be a part of whatever that thing is that you're doing, whether it is someone who chooses to read the thing, Mm -hmm. to buy it if you're putting it up online, or to publish your works, like it's really an exciting thing to be part of that process at whatever level it is.
1: Absolutely, and it's 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 a very unique feeling. You know, it's hard to find. And when you when you have tasted it, you you got just like you know for the rest of your life. It's
0: So you want to you want to draw Batman. So, oh,
1: um, one of these days, it's yeah. just a matter of time. I'm gonna get yeah. there.
0: Well, it, it's you know it'll you know the thing is is you might end up writing a Batman story. Who knows? Oh,
1: I'd love to. I'd love. Man, uh, yeah. the 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 golden call would be we'd like you to do uh, three issues of Batman. Do whatever you want. Oh, I'd make him proud. Yeah, I'd sure. work so hard on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's a. Uh, we all have you know. the thing is, you just got to keep making those relationships and making the work. You know undeniable like absolutely you make the work undeniable there's no there's no people if they can't say no then you're gonna do it mm-hmm. yeah i agree yep all right you good was this good yeah
1: oh yeah man right. cathartic <laughs> it goes by quick doesn't it it man and i don't even know how long it's been
0: it's been it's been a while wow it goes, it goes by quick nothing yep. but fun i know <laughs> oh all right john Thank you for joining me. Um, find Thanks John. For having me. Go to John Osborne Art. Um, I'm not going to say any of our doobly-doos because I'm changing that at a at <laughs> the moment. So I don't know what to say. Just, uh, you know, hunt us down. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, until next week. And, John, peace out.
1: Thank Stay you. Safe. Appreciate it.
0: See you, brother. Bye.